Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hello, hello, Freud's Angels listeners. We are so excited to be here. We think we're not sure. I'm just saying that. I'm thinking I'm I'm hoping to conjure up the energy. <laughs> um I uh I feel like there's a lot of flow going on. I feel like there's a lot, there's just a lot going on. Um, and so there's uh yeah, we're gonna see what we get here today with with the Freud's angels today. I feel like we're we're um it's, it's just going to be interesting. But this is episode 156. And um, I think it's a good one. I think this is one that we have to talk about. <laughs> and that I feel like as we get into it, it'll be easier for us to, um, to talk about. But it's just really important. And I think it fits with more than one theme of what I see going on with like friends, myself, clients. I feel like there's a big collective conversation that goes with this, but this is pretty pointed at the season and what we're dealing with currently. So what is that, Grace? We're gonna talk about giving and receiving gifts. Um, and, And a lot of other, I'm sure this will take tangential, but you know, before we, you know, I think what the root of this is, some of it is part of it, the receiving or the giving part. And I, I'm just, I, I feel like this overwhelming wealth of, to share this now because to, to paint a picture about the idea of the expectation, the expected outcome, the results of what the gift you give, like um, this isn't about gift giving, but this is about like maintaining and and showing where our feelings around what we expect to happen can also come from fear and can come from different places of trauma, as well as the expectation of like, if you're excited about it, that they're going to be excited about it. And the, and the kind of, this isn't about gift giving, but this is about transactional relationships. So for example, I do website work for a lot of entrepreneurs that are in the business. And I, and I just, I'm giving, getting this really big push to share this because I think people will understand it in this way that helps them understand what we're talking about when we're talking about gift giving. So I had created a website for someone. She loved it. And she's like, I'll, you know, we had an agreement that, you know, post the time frame that I had an hourly rate and that anything beyond this time frame and beyond the scope of what we agreed to, that it would be charged at an hourly rate. And so she this entrepreneur had asked me to do some updates on some of the products that are listed on her website and so when i get there was very little like instruction as far as a few things that she noticed but my scope of what i do and how i do is that i am going to go in and make some changes but i'm going to look at the overall product consistency and i'm going to look at things and try to make them professional and consistent and that's what i do and so i did that it took me six hours to do that i and and so when i built when i realized how long it took me even though it looks fucking amazing 
um, and it looks so much, it looks so professional and so put together. And I was so proud of it. And I was so like, yeah, this is what is going to get her the results that she wants. But all of a sudden, after I build her, I was like afraid, like, did I cross my boundary? Did I like all this trauma fear around charging what I do and charging for what I'm worth? came up. I had an expectation that she was going to get angry. I had an expectation she was going to tell me I overstepped my boundary. I had an expectation that we were going to have this big confrontation. And I got scared because I was excited about it. I wanted her to love it as much as I loved it. But yet there was this fear around the her reaction to how much it, it cost her to Wow. to create this. And believe me by saying, I am so underpriced and I'm so fair when it comes to that, that really what that cost was minimal compared to what it would have been from other people. Oh, 100%. I mean, but, a thousand percent. I like, mean, I know the details and I'm like, come on, man. Like, I, like, <laughs> like these firms out here are charging way more than that. And we don't even know if they're doing the six hours. I know you did it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and it's like, and I even have a timesheet that I fill out and I send to them and I give to them that shows that I took a break. I took a lunch break. Whenever I take a, I always take off the times that I'm not directly involved in their site. Cause I think that that's ethical. Right. And so all night I was so stressed out worrying about this. And I, I was like, you're having an expectation from a fear and you're worried that she's going to hate what you love and that you did because you want her to succeed. And you know that this will help her succeed. And, and so we can carry those ideas and those, like, I, I was fearing that she would reject my cost and, and reject it. And I was ready to start, like, I had already written out some responses to her being upset. That's how, that's how like triggered I was in thinking that this was going to go south because I finally charged my full price for what I do and I didn't give shit away for free. And like, you know, and so I had these expectations and how does this apply to gift giving and receiving? Like, right. We're talking websites and now we're talking about gifts. Right. So I feel that when we think about the effort we put into either making or buying the gift and the excitement that we have, and then we give them per that person those gifts and then it falls completely flat or that person is like, oh yeah, okay. And you can tell they don't like it. And the response that they have, it's, you know, it, it, it hurts. And it's, and it's, it, it, it hurts in a way that is like, oh, and it's not to say we can't be excited about giving people gifts, but is the excitement connected to the idea of wanting, of course, we want to create happiness and joy in others, but is our value and our connection to that person at risk if they don't like the gift we've given? Mm -hmm. And on the other side of that too, is that when that happens or when you see that person react that way to other people, then you get into the trauma of, stressing and worrying to the point of sleeplessness that this person is even going to like it. And if they don't like it, what will happen? Will they be rude to you? Will they give you, you know, that's another layer of, of, you know, our, our expectation and our, our attachment to the results and like our worthiness and our connection to that person, which is, to be honest with you, it's a really codependent ish type of energy of, you know, giving you something. And it's, it's fun to be joyful. But if that person, you know, is, is like, ends up not liking the gift, 
Like there's a different in reaction. Like, and it also, let's turn to the other side and receiving a gift you don't like. What do you do? How do you cope with that? Like, how do you do it in a way that doesn't hurt that person's feelings because that person was so excited, but at the same time is respectful of the idea that they've even thought of you or considered giving you something or creating you something, even if you don't like it, you know, how can we, how can we accept it with grace and, and then work it out from there, if that makes sense. Like we don't, you don't, I think there's a certain level of humanity you need in receiving a gift you don't like. Yeah, there's an etiquette. And it's not to say that you need to like everything. That's not my point. I don't think that's our point at all. Yeah. I, I really feel that your reaction to how or what you receive over time creates fear around if, if it's not in a positive way or in a neutral way it can create fear around giving the gifts and then you're in that cycle again and we can i think i started in the middle and so let's kind of <laughs> go back to the beginning a little bit and but it was like there was a part of me that just was like share this and i was like oh my god okay whatever <laughs> i'm going with the flow today because my flow is really like kind of not the straightest river that's for sure it's okay. We're on we're on a windy river and it's totally fine. <laughs> I feel like this is the topic that is a windy river, to be honest, because there's so many little tentacles. There's so many different ways that we get to the the, the places where expectation um, lives in our mind and the the ways that we've been taught about giving gifts, receiving gifts, all everything. And then you throw in the holidays, which is a whole other ball game, right? Like when you think about a Christmas gift versus a birthday gift, we're like, what? Why are those different? They're gifts, but they are. Um, and, you know, I am the world's worst gift giver um, and also receiver probably. I just, I don't connect like, like um, my love language, is, I'm pretty sure is 0% gifts <laughs> everything else is pretty even but um and i i don't know what that is because it's not that i don't like things i think i just i don't know there i i'm i've always been like more of a practical person and so i feel like that's the gifts that i give are a lot of practical gifts um my my thoughtfulness is usually with words or um you know things like that so it's really hard for me to put it into a material thing. So that being said, oftentimes in my life, I've had that experience that you're talking about of like, I think I did a good job finally, and I didn't, you know, and unfortunately, you know, to go into that a little bit of a different conversation of the kinds of people we bring into our lives when we're not in our healthiest space, we bring in people who aren't in their healthy space. And and I was giving the example in the pregame of my my ex-husband and a Christmas, one Christmas that I remember very much, I went all out. Like I was like, I'm gonna do the best that I ever did. And I don't even really know, like now that I think about it, I'm like, it was such a people pleasing thing because like he was not being kind enough to deserve this kind of energy if I'm being super honest, but I wanted to knock it out of the park. And yeah. I remember going specific places multiple times and asking what the best of this and that and everything was and almost every gift that i gave this man he had something to say about it almost everything the humidor the cigars 
the sweater, the watch wasn't expensive enough. Like there was all, and I was just like, this is the worst freaking Christmas ever. Like I was raised completely differently, you know, in that, I mean, I would have never gotten any of those things because my parents never wanted us to be material people. They couldn't, they didn't have the means to do it, but they also just, it just wasn't the energy that they wanted to create in, in, in our home. So we, we got like things that we needed and then usually one big gift. Sometimes it was individual. And a lot of times it was for all of us, all of us kids together. And that was it, you know, and we, we made the season more about the stuff that we were doing and hanging out and playing games together and all that kind of stuff. So this, I was raised really not like super gifty. So this is probably why I'm not good at giving them. But because of that, like Grace was saying, there was like so much trauma around it. So now I'm like super sensitive when somebody doesn't like a gift. I'd rather just like not give one, you know, or everybody knows that I'm just like, tell me what you want or you're going to get something you don't want. And, and like, that's just the truth because I'm not going to be good at this. I overthink it to the point where I will give you something ridiculous that you don't want like that's just how that's gonna go i'm gonna think about a conversation we had four years ago and i'm gonna buy you a gift that has something to do with it that's what's gonna happen <laughs> so um so there's that whole part of it in managing the 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 extreme reactions versus the like i'm being hypersensitive reactions right and that's super different right like what i explained before was like just being a total asshole to me like yeah, absolutely unacceptable. But then there's, you know, me being sensitive. I want you to like do a backflip and you didn't. So you must hate it. You know, like there's, you know, there's all, there's that expectation that I have to have in my mind of being like, I, I'm detached from it, man. Like I did the best I could. And uh, sorry if it sucks, like, you know, or sorry if it isn't what you wanted. And then, you know, conversely, like I was taught that there was an etiquette to gift receiving no matter what, you know, like, and it wasn't, it, it, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it's a people pleasing thing to just accept a gift because somebody wanted to give you something and just say, thank you. And that's how I was raised is that you say, thank you, because that person did something for you that they did not have to do. And that's like the, the, the be all end all in my mind. So I went through life expecting that everybody else would do that. And how many times that didn't happen threw me for a loop, you know? So like, I do definitely think this is a perfect conversation to have right now, too, because I feel like collectively, we're all in a space where ec the, the economy has put us in a space, like when we think about financially, right? Yep. So people are starting to awaken to the commercialism thing, to all of that kind of stuff because it's hard, right? And so we're being forced to look at all of the programming. We're being forced to look at all the ways that we have been taught that love around the holidays is about gifts and challenging that to be able to say, and it sucks. I don't like the energy that I'm hearing from a lot of people who are saying like, I can't afford it. So we're just going to do the best that we can. It's kind of like, like, I don't want you to have like the energy of, I wish we could, and now we can't you know, but I get it. It is helping people change the conversations though. People are wanting, so many people I know are purging their spaces, myself included. And I'm like, do not give me more things for this space. 
yeah. Like I do not, I'm just, ah, like, like it, I want experiences, right? Like we want, like, we want to go on trips. So give me an Airbnb gift card. And when we take that trip and I use your gift card, I'm going to take a picture like for you. So you know that like in that moment, your energy was there with me, you know, like those are the things that I'm looking for. But I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a huge conversation and it's a huge shift that we're being called to make collectively, but it is hard as hell because so many of us still have that programming of love attached to gifts. And yep. so if you gave me a bad gift, you must not love me. Or, you know, or if you don't give me a gift, you must not love me. Or if you didn't spend a lot of money on this gift, then you must not love me. And it gets well, so big. And, and, you know, and I, it's like, it comes from, you know, we always think about our generational stuff, right? It comes from the idea of, you know, so many facets of like our parents and their parents, like their parents didn't have the money. That was a generation that really had that had to have the work ethic because there wasn't a lot of generational wealth at that time. And mm -hmm. so when Christmas came, there was a lot of stuff for Christmas. There was very little for Christmas, but also it's the generation that didn't talk about their feelings and emotion. And the only way they really expressed them is through gift giving. And so then our parents realized that they couldn't express their emotions because they suppressed them because they had no idea how to do that. And, and so then they, did that but then our generation is learning more and more how to communicate our feelings at, at some level i mean it took me what i don't know 30 something years to do it but whatever i did it I, i'm doing it <laughs> whenever it happens it happens yes exactly but it's like but we are struggling because of the economy and because of the way things are we are struggling with that idea y'all know my story with my mother and how it was the only time i ever felt loved by her one year one day out of the entire fucking year that I actually felt adequate enough to be loved. Like how, like, oh, like I just, I cringe because I think about that little tiny version of me who every year in her life up to like a certain age that, you know, and even then beyond, even into adulthood, I feel, I still have troubles with it. Like that, that she didn't feel that, that she felt that that was the only time in the world and that gift giving equaled love and she got it only one day a year. And so she only felt loved one day a year. That's fucking horrible. Like, yeah. you know, and, and damn the Victorians for their excess and their need to consume. And, and because that's kind of where, I mean, before that you didn't, I mean, I, I'm truly, I love, I love history. Okay. And I, you know, watching this one show and, and learning about how the Victorians, like, I know it wasn't just them, but it was a lot to do with them and like the excess and the idea that unless you were upper class, you didn't get Christmas gifts like we get them now. You got like an orange or somebody made you something. I mean, they made the wrapping paper and made the ribbon. They dyed the ribbon themselves with plants or even urine and like they didn't there was no purchasing like the blacksmith who they would make like a knocker or an ornament for their child or like they would they would make cloth or clothing they would so they it was like more of a creation of making something and giving it as a gift it wasn't about how many they could have you got one and and you were lucky if you got one unless you were upper class and so i really feel that you know that's kind of where this I'm sure it was before that too, but that's the, like one of the first places of evidence of um, where 
you wanted to get things like that for Christmas because it felt like you were of the upper class. It didn't, it, it made you feel better. Like you were one of the, you know, the, the upper class of society. And, and that translated, I think, into the generations and created these Christmas traditions of gift giving and just, and then we colonized America. And then it's like, and then it just went to like the, the echelon of like craziness, like consumerism just, you know, new inventions of plastics and, and all this, all this industrial stuff happened. And it's not to say things aren't, progress isn't bad, but it's what humans do with progress that is bad. Like it, it's what creates generations. Our meanings. Our meanings. Whenever yes. we put meanings on all kinds of stuff. And it's like, you know, it's like when I talk about like, it's usually like a bold person who wants something from people and they're bold enough to say, this is the only way it's done. And, and, and convincing people that it's the only way it's done. And then other people just follow and it, and it just keeps going like that. And I mean, I've I, like, I, I watch too many documentaries on like brains and all this kind of stuff. And I just get really mad at humans. Cause I'm like, ah, why did we do this? Like, like, like we were so easily tricked. Like I get into that all the time. Whenever I like am watching, you know, things about like, later how things became i'm like it was a trick like somebody just said and then it became and i'm like oh like where were the forward thinkers or where were like the the rebels like what were they doing <laughs> you know because we've created and followed so many things that are bad for us like emotionally we wonder why we're in a bad emotional space you know and i feel like that you know the way we get called backward you know, to be, to, to kind of turn things backward. And this is one of those spaces that I really like. It's not that having things is bad. I don't want people to think, you know, like minimalism is the only way to live, but it's that meaning, you know, of like creating so much meaning. And, you know, like I, I, when you talk about the historical thing, like you kind of get like the wealth thing because we all still, I mean, I feel that way. Wealth is safety for me. Like if I don't have to, stress when I swipe my card to fill up the truck, I feel good, you know, and that comes from money and wealth in that moment, right? But it really is safety. It really is being like, I, I like to know that I can travel someplace and not stress about it. That's, it's not even really about the money. It's what I'm getting from it. And I feel like that's, you know, like that translates into all of these things of, you know, we like to feel wealthy we like to feel and and for people who really attach that to their gift giving right like to be on the other side of it there are a lot of people who like to be extravagant because it makes them feel good about what they've done with their lives or how you know how financially they're doing better you know like they feel like that's their way of expressing love to other people and being you know feeling proud of themselves that they can do it and i get that but that's meaning that we've created that puts people, puts other people who are comparing themselves in a stress place, right? Because it's like, well, I'm not doing as good as them then, I guess, you know, if I can't give that gift, then, you know, I, I suck, you know, I'm subpar at a, as, as a human, you know, and that's what the space that we've gotten into. That's why people get into trouble at this time of the year, because they're, they're, keeping up with the Joneses because the Joneses have money and they're giving, give, giving great gifts and big gifts and expensive gifts. And again, all made up. None of this actually means what we decided it means because the meaning of a gift is 
if you really think about it, right? Like, what what are what are what do we give gifts for, or what do we want to give gifts for? What do we want to believe that we're giving gifts for? I see something and it reminds me of you, or I see something that you need and I have the means to get it for you, and and so I'm going to do that. Or you know, like I I want you to have something unexpected that maybe will bring you a bit of joy. Yeah. Is that really what we're doing when we're out here being consumers? Not all the time. They're not always that that heartfelt. Sometimes they're about volume. People want to have a lot of things under the things under the tree because it looks better. You know, like there's all this stuff to dismantle that like I hope we can do it because I sitting with people in the counseling space and hearing their stress about this kind of stuff is like so painful sometimes because I just like, oh, I want you to be released from that. I want everybody to be released from that. I want this to not be a time of the year where people stress. I want it to be a beautiful time of the year. Yeah, I mean, it's, and I think too is it's hard because the aesthetic of Christmas, like gift giving and social media has, mm -hmm. it's like, it's, it's really kind of put a lot of pressure on places where kids that are, in social media and then they come to Christmas and it doesn't look like, you know, so-and-so's did on Instagram. And they're like, well, why is it mine like this? It's creating a bigger divide. It's like reverting back to Victorian times, almost like you see like the upper class or what is depicted, even though half of it, I, I believe half those boxes under people's trees are empty, but you know, it's just aesthetic. It's not, it's, we put too much, of our the value of our worth and how successful we are based on the material things that we own and we can give and i i just feel that it brings a lot of sadness it brings depression it brings you know and and there are and there are spaces where you know there are and then you have people who just feel guilty and feel emotionally not connected to gift giving this year because of what's happening in the world right now and how it's hard because i think the awareness of things that are happening and also the awareness of the division of our society like it creates this depression and this sense of i don't feel celebratory and so mm -hmm. if that's the case that's okay too like honor where you're at honor what you're feeling and you know here's the thing is like when we the idea of giving a gift, it's, it's, you know, I want my purpose in giving gifts is saying, I'm thinking of you and I'm hoping you really love this. I used to be one of the best gift givers that I know because of my hyper awareness because of trauma. Mm -hmm. And, and as I'm healing trauma and disconnecting myself from being a people pleaser and codependent, I get stressed out because I don't know what to give as gifts because I'm not so hyper aware of people's emotions and feelings a normal level of awareness is okay because like you have your friends you know what they're going through or you know what they need and it doesn't have to be expensive and it doesn't have to be whatever because you're like ooh, this person i think would benefit or or would really love this gift that's okay but i would go so far down that that place and because of the codependence because of the people pleasing that it's actually not a great thing because it's from trauma but you know as we heal and as we disconnect from the people around us and the need to know where their emotions are at because of those it's it's hard and then i feel like 
And then it's turned into me feeling like I'm failing and I'm not connected. Yeah. Gift giver. And it's, it's hard to maneuver those emotions and those feelings because I, I have to remind myself and I'm trying to really be gentle with myself and saying, it's okay to not give a gift. And it's okay to not always have the perfect gift that they talk about it to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's okay just to give a gift that that person enjoys. And that isn't like the star of the show every time. You don't have to prove your worthiness to be their friend through the idea of gift giving. Because what that translates to is that it's like, I'm using some of that energy my mother gave me of like buying the, all the gifts at Christmas. And it's like, if I love bomb people by giving them gifts, then I feel like I'm loved and accepted and wanted. So it's like, how do you, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot of complicated emotions. I mean, some of you are just like, yeah, I'm going to give them a gift and that's good. But I would obsess about giving gifts for months. Like it would start in like October and I would get obsessive and it's not the greatest feeling. And it's always, yes, it's a little bit of dopamine and a little bit of a a kick and happiness and joy when that person is absolutely like won over by the gift, but at what cost? Yeah. Yeah. And once we start to realize these cycles, we're like, I'm perpetuating the cycle, right? Like, cause we're like all feeding into it, right? Like I'm feeding into it by giving the best gift and then I'm creating within them expectation. And then the people who aren't giving the best gift are now in comparison. And oh my God, look at the freaking cycle that we're all in together because of all of this. And it doesn't, it's so hard to dismantle, right? Like it really is. And it, you've shared so many times about Christmas and your mom and, um, you know, having like the almost ex- almost opposite experience, it's like that's such a stretch for me to go into that space. But imagining what that's like of being like, dang, like that being her way of go, her, her having to go overboard and to like do it on that day because that was the day to do it and and damn everything else and if that means that we don't pay a bill or you know whatever like that learning that she had and passed on to you and you know like when i look at my own family and i'm like man we're so detached from certain things you know that i'm like it's really hard for me to understand other people's experience i mean seriously for most of my life being like what's the big deal (laughs) like yeah it is a big deal because this is emotional that is attached and my emotion that's attached to it is something completely different i want to spend the time i want to play the games i want to like see the lights like that's my experience if that were taken from me guess what i'm gonna be sad too right like if you want to drop by and drop a gift and then leave mm -mm. like that's not going to be christmas to me i'm not going to want you you know like that that's the equivalent of a person not really getting a big gift who is emotionally attached to the gift, right? But that's like a lot of mental gymnastics to go through. Yeah. And I only do it because of what I do. So there's a lot of people that are just kind of flowing through this, getting through the holidays, air quotes, you know, because they just don't know how to get out of the cycle that we're all stuck in. And it's like, and. And it's, you know, it's, it's almost difficult and it's hard that I think too, is that when there's so little bandwidth because of the healing and the trauma, that's all showing up, because to be honest with you, that's everybody I've talked about this many times this past two weeks of 
many of the people that I connect with for whether it's massage or whether services or whether how they're, they're like, the, we're really feeling the after effects and the afterburn of what COVID did for us as far as like expose and make us sit in our own energy and with our own traumas. Yeah. And, and you, you know, you, people are like, why is all of a sudden everybody's talking about trauma and everybody's talking about shit and everybody's mental health sucks. Why is because we haven't, we didn't for like two or three years, we didn't have the ability to have distraction and coping mechanisms from our trauma because we weren't allowed to leave our house. So if you think about it, if there's a monster under your bed, right. And you're afraid because there's a monster under your bed, but you're locked in your bedroom with that monster and you can't avoid it at any cost. And you have to actually begin having conversation with it, or you're going to not be okay. And everybody is so energetically, emotionally, and mentally exhausted right now because of all of the work we've had to do to maintain our life. And, and then you talk about holiday and gift giving and where that extends to. And, and it's like, I just want to vomit. I, I just want to emotionally just like go hide under my covers and take a nap because I, so many people I've encountered in professionally or, you know, or friendship or even in class where everybody's just done. Everybody's just really had enough and, and, and the world is on fire right now. And all of it's just too much. And if you're struggling with the idea of maintaining what Christmas should feel like based on your experience or your trauma, it's exhausting. And so if you're like, I don't got it, then don't have it. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Mm -hmm. it's, it's okay. At some point, the bandaid has to come off. And at some point we have to make the shift. Shifts are not always easy to go from like, you know what? I was the best gift giver in the world to, I'm kind of mediocre. I'll pick up something that made me think of you. And that's it. Like, yeah. I, or not even calling that mediocre, but just kind of being like, this is the energy that I'm, that I'm in right now. Is, I don't, I'm not going to overdo anything because it's, and, you know, when I say that and I say that in kind of a defensive way and I, and I hear in my head, yes, but you know what? That person will love it so much, just as much as you did when you agonized it for three months prior to Christmas and, and how easy it is to connect to that person when you can give them a gift simply just from a space of this made me think of you and, and just, and that's it. That's yeah. it. And, yeah. and so well, and I think right now, like even just having this conversation is what I'm hoping that other people will do too, you know, of being able to say like, yeah, I used to knock it out of the park, but I don't have the mental energy to be that stressed anymore. So you're going to have to tell me what you want and I'm just going to get you what you want. You know, if that's the conversation that you want to have, like right. what you were saying was really important about um, COVID and everybody, you know, kind of having to sit with themselves and learning about themselves and learning who they are, you know, aside from all of the distractions, it was eye-opening for a lot of people in great and not so great ways. I mean, some people were like, this is freaking amazing. Like, there's so many things I, I love that I didn't know I loved because I didn't have time or space to engage in it, you know? Um, and, and then there were people that, you know, were the opposite where they're like, oh my God, like now I'm taking a look at all this crap and like, I have so much stuff to deal with and go, you know, change or whatever. Um, but, it, you know, to me, that's still a good thing. But, you know, coming out of that now and hoping that all of that emotional expression that you're talking about goes into this space, right? Like to be able to say, I am no longer overextending myself over the holidays and I am no longer feeling bad about that. 
So what I'm not going to do is run out my credit cards because I feel like I need to give everybody gifts. In our family, a long time ago, and I, I wasn't an adult at the time, so I'm guessing that it was a financial reason, but a long time ago in my like family family, kids are the ones that get gifts. Yep. The adults stopped getting gifts when I was, I think, a teenager because they were like, we don't probably what I'm going through. Like, don't give me more stuff. I don't, want, I, don't I, I get what I want when I want it. And, uh, you know, like, okay, you know, and if you are going to, if you are somehow going to do it, sometimes we would do like a Yankee swap, you know, um, for fun, you know, but like, otherwise it was like, not a big deal. We don't, we're not going to show our love that way. And I feel like if we can stay in the communication phase, then that can happen in a lot of families to be able to say, this is something that doesn't really feel great. I don't want to do it. How do we stop doing this to ourselves and to each other? You know, because now we're used to talking about our feelings because we had to. Yeah. So like, right. let's, keep, let's keep the ball rolling so that we can feel better about this. Yeah. hundred percent. A hundred percent. And you know, as you were talking, I was just getting emotional because I used to think about how hard my grandparents had to work to get us anything. Mm -hmm. Now they didn't have a lot of money, but they always got us one gift. And it's like, I just can't imagine the stress that they had to go through that they had to make the decision that us them surviving and was more important than giving the perfect gift even though even if they did give us a gift and usually it was it was a grandparent gift my aunt Mimi yeah. used to give us sweaters every year long johns yes yeah. <laughs> we always got our thermals in the northeast <laughs> but it was like it was like that that just that one gift that was like you treasured it because it was you knew that they risked or that they gave part of their hard-earned savings to get you a gift it was it wasn't even about the gift it was about the thought that they had to put into it and the desire to get you something and to possibly go without in order to give you something and that's the thing that we're talking about right now is that the emotionality that you're displaying right now is is our is our programming like that got created where people have to make the choice between keeping the lights on or giving a gift and they're choosing to give the gift because they know that that expectation has been created because they want to create the happiness because now that's what the happiness is and that's what is like beautiful and sad about it is that we've been trained to believe that when somebody sacrifices for us that it's beautiful yeah. self-sacrifice is what we learn as a way to love people when that i mean because same thing same i mean how many times do i talk i don't know i don't know how my parents raised three kids on what they made i have no idea and i don't playing hockey which is a fucking super expensive sport i don't know how they did it and i like now i'm like i hate that that was sacrificial you know yeah. like that Ugh, like I don't want people to sacrifice for me. I don't want that to be something, but it is such a learned behavior in our society 
that we should, and then I learn that I should sacrifice myself and my safety and my whatever in order to give to somebody because it means so much. Yeah. So it means so much if I go without food so that I can buy you a gift. Where did that learned behavior, right? Consumerist behavior. It's sad. It, it's upsetting for me because I don't want us to be that way. I don't want us, I don't want people to have to make that choice between eating and giving gifts. It's not fair. Yep. Yeah. And if you're not a person, like I'm not very crafty, so it's hard for me to be making a gift. And, you know, and I thought I sat here and I thought about making things and, you know, and I was like, oh, you know, I have essential oils. I could do a lot of things like that. But then part of me was like, but then I, I let's, you know, talk about the receiving of it. It's like the idea of having a gift received and just like never used or not something that is like, I was really hurt once. Uh, I have put a lot of thought into gifts, as you know, as we all know now. I've said it a hundred times, but I went to a friend's house to help them pack to move and all the things I gave them in the, almost just within the open box were shoved in drawers and never used or never even, I almost don't think considered. And that was really hurtful because of the amount of time and effort and money that I chose to spend on those gifts. And it wasn't that I needed them to be like, oh, this is amazing, but to be thought, it just felt like it wasn't enough for them to live in their daily life. But then over time, I, I struggled with that because mm. I recently gave them a gift. And, and in that, I realized that was their way of being able to clean their house was shove shit in drawers. Like it was their way of coping with the mess that was in their house or even could have been their partner and not even them. So, but I made meaning of it for so long and was so hurt for so long. And, you know, and, and that's what kind of stepped me back and be like, okay, you know, what they do with the gift is their business. It's, it's like, you know what I mean? It's, it's their prerogative, what they do with it afterwards but you know let's talk about how to receive a gift that maybe isn't something that you would use or even want or you know what what's the protocol what's the etiquette of receiving when you know i have friends who at times in their life that when they received a gift were like i don't like this like they were super disrespectful and you know and kind of like i can like hear my grandmother being like how ungrateful are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I could never in my life would I ever do that. I wouldn't yeah. even dream of it. <laughs> and and it's not that we can't tell people what we don't like, but I think that there's a point of when you receive a gift that you receive it with grace. You know what I mean? Like you receive it with a level of grace of just being like, thank you. I appreciate your, I appreciate your gift and leaving it at that. Now, if it's something, now I believe me, I understand my mother. I, I said once in my lifetime that I wanted something that had a cow on it because my grandfather <laughs> was a dairy farmer. And for every Christmas after that, I got a box full of cow stuff. It was like, what? Like, I actually had to tell her, mom, stop. Like, I really had to make a point to have an intervention with her about this because 
I had everything that had a cow on it. Anything. No more fracas. <laughs> like everything, like from like dish towels to like I had a, a cast iron like bell that you hang outside of a ranch. Like why? How would I? I lived in an apartment. Where would I ever put that? Like right. And on her mind, thoughtful. I know she loves this. I'm gonna knock it out of the park. Like no and, more. You know, and seeing that in this space of, oh, I finally understand what to get her. I finally know what to get her. That was her stress. Like, yeah. and and I get it now, <laughs> but I did yeah. then because I had four tough, like Rubbermaid <laughs> bins full of cow things that I was like, holy Jesus. But, you know, but, <laughs> but, you know I, I, I would always say thank you. I would always, you know, but I, but I knew at some point I had to have a conversation, but it wasn't in the moment. Like I, I would receive the gift with grace. And then later when the, the excitement and the high of giving somebody a gift and everything kind of was like, she ran its course. I would talk and be like, Hey, you know what? I, for this year, please don't send me any more cow stuff. I have plenty. Or I was able to express what I, what I felt about it rather than doing it when she gave it to me and knowing that it would hurt her. Mm -hmm. If you know what I mean, like I wasn't gonna sit there and be like more mom, more cow shit for real. Like, oh, yeah, are you serious? Like that that's yeah. bratty type of like, you know. Yeah. So how do we receive a gift that we don't like or don't want, you know, because of either it's not even close to who we are or you know, whatever. Like, I don't know, Vanessa, chime in because I I could say, but I feel like I've been talking forever. So <laughs> No, it's funny that because as you were saying it, I was thinking, like, I was laughing to myself of how how I feel if somebody gives me a gift that's way out of left field. The inner critic of my of mine says you haven't let that person get to know you, right? Like I absolutely take the blame for it immediately of being like you aren't connected enough to this person for them to know what it is that you like. You you like. You, you aren't giving them signals of who you are. You know, like I immediately go into like, am I fake with this person? Is that why they don't know that I wouldn't want this? And I, I can, I can actually remember one birthday and it sucks because my, my partner at the time is such an, like, again, like, I mean, I'm so glad, like when I talk about these partners in the past and like their asshole behavior, I'm just really in a grateful space of being like, I'm so thankful that this is, these are not partners that I choose anymore. But um, <laughs> this particular partner, I got something for my birthday from, from somebody and it made no sense to me whatsoever. Like the aesthetic of it was not me. I was like, where is this coming from? But you know, I was like, thank you, you know, like whatever it was, but it was, I was racking my brain afterwards of like, am I missing something? Is there like an inside joke that I forgot about? You know, like, you know, that was my, the whole thing, right? Like I was like, what's going on? Like what would make them think that this is like the perfect gift because she was very excited to give it to me, you know? And so I was like, there's something I'm missing here. And I kind of like, you know, mentioned it to him. I was like, I have no idea. Like this is so off like 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 off of who i am i don't i don't understand it or whatever i kept it you know because that's what i did and like two years later i'm talking to her or we're all at dinner or something like that and he brings it up and is like yeah she didn't know what the hell you got her that gift for or whatever and i was like you mf -er. 
Like, that's so rude and so awful. And then, and she explained it. And I was like, like, I followed her train of thought because I was like, oh, you did what I did. You just overthought the entire thing and made it not make sense because that's how I was giving gifts, you know, <laughs> being like, man, no way. But there were certain things about that story that it was like, oh, you know, like she attached like where I grew up to this gift and like I'm not attached to where I grew up. Right. Like, so there was, that was that thoughtfulness of it. Right. Like of like, you know, I grew up in the woods and whatever. So like, here's a woodsy thing. And I was like, nope. Like I'm so detached from that, that place that like you, but you don't know that because we don't have those conversations again. So I turned it back on myself of being like, you're not open enough for people to know that like, that's not a thing. Um, but you know, like either way, I mean, I feel like re the reception of the gift to me is always thank you always you did something whether it was even just thought of it in the moment and it didn't that you you thought of me that's great that you put thought into something that you that you that you took money that you earned your energy earned it and spent it on me i'm thankful thank you so much right like um but when you talk about getting something that you don't want time and a place for it right like you can bring something it's it's tact and people aren't really taught tact because tact comes with communication and we're not really taught to be great communicators anymore because we, when we communicate with empathy we have an understanding of how to look at the audience and speak to the audience right so if i received that that gift right like and and i mean uh, unfortunately for me it, i was put on the spot to be able to say that's that's not really you know like I was confused because I don't really love where I came from. So, but I get why you did that. Right. And so like the conversation was had and now she knows that like, we're not doing any of the backwoods <laughs> type stuff anymore. Right. But like, it comes up in conversation, right? Like the thing that if you feel like somebody gave you a gift that you don't like, you can have a, you have all this time to have conversations that help lead them to understanding that without having to say, hey, your gift sucked. <laughs> right? Like when you're talking about the cow conversation, man, like you can bring that up anytime. If somebody's like giving you cow stuff every year, like we're just going to run with that one because it's the easy one. Somebody's giving you cow stuff every year. It's like on a random freaking Tuesday. If you've decided, if you're committed to being like, I'm going to let you know that I don't want any more cow shit. On a random Tuesday, you can talk about how you have so much cow stuff and you don't want any more of it or like you're running out of space for it. And I just don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to pick a new animal to love, right? Like these are signals that we're giving to people that we want to give to people to say like, I'm not going to directly tell you that I hated your gift because I love the energy that you gave it with which is, I know you like this and so I'm going to give it for you, but I need to let you know I don't love it anymore because yeah. that's how you understood that I loved it, right? was because yeah. you thought I did. So yeah. I'm just going to let you know that I don't love it anymore. Super easy. But yeah, in the moment, right? Not the time. The same way that in the moment of somebody's temper tantrum is not the time to solve their problem. They're not listening, right? Yeah. It's the same thing. Like we've got to know our audience and we got to know when to approach them and we got to know how to approach them. We have to know how to let them know. 
you know, with love and with empathy and with understanding that this is a contract that we've made to be connected to each other. And so we're going to do this as a connected conversation, however that looks. I mean, it's not that easy because everybody's different and everybody's connection with everybody is different. But, you know, like everybody now knows that they got to ask me because I, I, they're not going to probably even get any feedback from me otherwise, because like, I'm good no matter what. But like, if they want to get, give me something super awesome that they feel is super awesome, you're going to have to ask me and I'm going to tell you what I'm into right now because everybody also knows I change my mind on a regular basis. So <laughs> what are you into these days is a question I hear all the time. <laughs> and so I give an opportunity, right? Like, but that's because I've had to retrain people to know me, to really know me. And so that's part, I feel like that's part of it is a, it's a connectivity conversation too of like, how connected are you to that person? And how do you want them to see you, know you, that, you know, understand what you value? Yep. And I feel a little called out by that. <laughs> Not by you, but in the sense of like, it, in that conversation of like, how much have you allowed somebody to get close to you? <laughs> I'm telling you, that was, I mean, all the time being like, I've been disappointed. I most of the time prior to like probably the last three years, most of the time I'm super disappointed in the gifts, not because I'm disappointed in what they are, but in the fact that they don't connect to something about me. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that it, it's, it's not so much that I appreciate them. I appreciate the gift and absolutely would I never say anything, but it's representation of how it my trauma mind took it as further validation that i am on my own island but it's also a representation of how i'm unwilling to connect people in a way that they feel emotionally connected to me in the sense of supporting me versus me just always supporting them and them just receiving and not being able to give because i'm not receiving well damn <laughs> I mean, we are very similar in yes. a lot of ways, so it doesn't surprise me <laughs> that we're similar in the, oh, no, I'm going to have to let people get to know me if I want them to, like, do connected things. Like, shit. <laughs> yeah. And this is probably, this time of year is one of the only times those of our, those who do Christmas or any type of gift giving among friends, if you don't celebrate a religious holiday, but... Like this one of the only times a year people pleasers or codependents actually are willing to receive. Yeah. And it's that and it's that energy of like and and you know, we have different relationships with gifts, but for me, like it's the it's the same energy as a Christmas with my mom is like I will allow like it's like I will allow gifts because this is the moment where I feel the most loved. Yeah. And if the gift isn't connected to me it's it it like the season sucks because I don't feel connected because of the fact that I haven't allowed people to connect. And so therefore, like I'm not feeling the love or the, the hit of love that I would get as a child. And so it's like, no wonder why I hate this fucking holiday. <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. now I don't want to give gifts to anybody. Like I I, I just don't. I, I don't, I, I, I want to part of me, but I don't because you're allowed, like, to. you're allowed to do that. And you're allowed to do it with a note that says, I don't know what the hell I'm doing this year. Yeah. And you know, and, and 
like I'm supposed to be doing holiday brunch and like part of me is like why are you doing the brunch could do you have to do it on Christmas and I'm like so now I'm all in my head about this and okay half okay I'm just gonna stop you right there because when you were like I don't know what to give I was like like you like you you were great at feeding people yeah people like right like holding a holiday brunch is a gift that you get that you have the ability to give to people that other people don't have the ability to give right like it's an expansion of what gift giving is yeah. right like a time and a space and a, and a and a beautiful like experience i mean i feel this whenever like like i go to an event here that like leah from her sacred circle creates i'm like thank thank you for creating this circle you know like you have given me a gift today it is a gift to be able to show up there i feel like your community is a gift specifically for me <laughs> right like in this moment you know like expanding the idea of what a gift is right like based on what people are, love to receive from us right like if yeah i mean i know i know if I, when he said that's the reason why i was saying it is because i was like i know that that's something that i do like i feed people and so i give love through food yeah and it's hard because i have an expectation of myself that that's just a given oh <gasps> yeah well yeah because it is because it's your natural yeah but like, you're forgetting that on the other end it is a gift for these from these people for these people they're like thankful that you do that for them yeah yeah Ugh. okay <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be therapied in my own podcast today, but okay. Myself included. I'm like, yeah, but, but it, 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 I was very excited. Like, as I was having that conversation, I was thinking about what I had said of being like, man, I really have done a lot of work and a lot of on doing that, that we were just talking about of letting people get to know me because I don't get a lot of gifts anymore because people understand like I need experiences or you have to ask me, right? Like, and, and so things have been going better in that way. Like, you know, last year, like when, when I got a gift, they were always either practical because it's what I asked for or like on par, you know, like when I got a comfy blanket for my couch, I was like, infinite comfy blankets for my couch you know what i mean like i love comfy blankets you know and like because that person understood you know like this woman is always cold and never doing her laundry so infinite blankets right <laughs> you know stuff like that you know and it's simple right like some people some people would be like oh it's just a blanket not to me it's not but you have to know me to know that right and then like we're talking about like that person's probably not going to give me a blanket every year because you know like i'll let you know like i have i have enough i have a small space you know but it, it's it's like that that was when i was having that conversation i was like okay you are doing better at opening up and not having walls and letting people know you and letting and, and letting go of all of the things that made you not let them know you you know like it's a healing lots of healing yeah yeah and and you know and, and as you talk like as you were talking about like and i was part of me was like okay so how do we practice that how do we show that real time vanessa what do you need for christmas like what what is in your heart like let's not not that under the pretense that we're here to give each other anything but what <laughs> like what's the conversation look like you know how do we how do we do that in a sense of like when we're saying you know what 
like for me, I would say, I, I would ask, it's like, I want to get you something for Christmas, but is there something you need right now? Or what would help support you in your day to day? Or is there something that you're really wishing for, but you're not willing to get for yourself? Like, I would ask that question. And, you know, and, and being on the receiving side, Vanessa, how would you respond to that in a sense? Like, what is in truth, like in truth, what is that response? Because I, I think we, we're afraid to ask people because we think, I think sometimes when we ask, we feel that the gift is devalued because somebody has had to ask. Yeah. That makes sense. And so it's yeah. like, and, but it's like, I would rather get something that truly hits or, or in, in like for me, I would say, you know, I would be like, you know what, these are the things that I was considering, but I also don't need a gift. But if there's something that reminds me of you, of me, then I'm happy to receive whatever that is mm -hmm. and, and to be really clear. So, and, and Vanessa, how would you respond to that question of, well, what do you want for Christmas or, or what would help, you know, what, how would you respond to that? Yeah. And, and I've obviously been asked multiple times. My mom was saying it this morning, like, what do you need? And I was like, I don't need anything. Like, I'm like, I'm purging stuff. So like, when I think of stuff, I can't really think of anything. I mean, it really, it's hard, right? Like, and this is why I'm having this conversation, you know, about being like, experiences, I guess, you know, it's like throwing my hands up in the air of saying I'm detaching so much from like, items that like, the purge makes it hard to think of reception. Yeah. Right. And it's like, so then I battle, you know, being able to say, you know, mom, I know you want to give me gifts. Like I, I get that what that to you, it feels absolutely weird to like not give your daughter for Christmas. I'm challenging you to like not do something, but you know, like right now we're into like going places and traveling places and seeing things. So when, when, you know, like when my sister was asking, I'm like, we go bowling a lot. You know, like we, we go out into the community and do stuff. So like gift cards and things like that. We're not, I don't turn my nose up at gift cards. Some people think it's a thoughtless gift. I think it's an amazing gift because it forces you to go do something, <laughs> especially if it's a specific gift card, right? Like you're giving an experience at that point, not mm -hmm. being, not a lazy gift. It's, it's an experience. And that's what I need more than anything right now is to have places and places to go. I don't need more things in the house. I need places to go and things to do. And that makes, I get that that makes it hard. And I feel like that's, um, again, like kind of the conversation that people have of like, well, what am I supposed to give you like a trip? Like, no, I mean, like Airbnb has gift cards, like places in, in the area that somebody lives in have gift cards. I've done it before. Absolutely. Where it's like that actually I did it one year for Christmas. I gave a mom that I know, I looked up in her area, massages. She had talked about not having had a massage in forever. And I bought her a massage yeah. and, and, and said, you need to make the appointment whenever you have time, but you have a free massage in your area, you know, at this place, you know, like stuff like that, like, yeah. you know, is, is, is my thing, right? Like, because I, I, I'm just overloaded with stuff. Stuff stuff yeah but like i'm just gonna go ahead and write and turn that right back around on you because we're in a space right now <laughs> and, and it's good practice space what do you feel like is a connected gift for you tell the audience 
Oh my. Um, so that's really hard because like you said, and, and I think it's hard for us people who, who are reformed people pleasers to understand of what we want to receive. Um, that's really difficult for me. I think because I have been working unconsciously understanding my spending and not spending and not having those desires of like, Ooh, I want this and I want this. Um, but you know, it's like you said, and I think here's the thing with this economy too. For me, it's like, is there like, I, when I, I think of a gift giving for you, like, how can I support you? And like, for example, you do a lot of gluten-free baking, right? Well, I have access to red mill that come, Oh, <laughs> thumbs up i have access <laughs> y'all you can't make up what just happened this macbook like when you make gestures it like does like these weird things and like remember in the live where there was balloons well apparently if you do this it gives you a thumbs up that was so hilarious thank you apple like for adding humor but like for example like I think of like supporting you and like your gluten for baking red mill flowers, you know, the, the company, the, the factories here, like the, the, so like I can get so much less and I'm like, that supports you and your journey of gluten free stuff. And like, if I can get it for less expensive in bulk and send it to you, like to me, that would be the gift that I would send you. Like I mean, that's an amazing gift, right? Like practicality and things that actually help me. I'm so into it. Like I can't have another, like, yep. I mean, I have way more candles than I can ever imagine because I make them. So it's kind of like, if you want to give me a candle though, I will burn it and I will yep. love it. You know what I mean? Cause I do love candles. It's, it's almost like that's an infinite, right? Like infinite comfort items, infinite candles, probably like, I'm not going to be upset if everybody got me a candle, if I'm being honest. But practicality, right? Like things that I'm going to go through and blow through. Absolutely. I will accept those as gifts. To me, it's not weird. To me, it's not like, well, don't give me an everyday item. Like those are the things I'm spending the most money on. It's, everyday right. item. <laughs> it's that idea of helping the person with the, the stress of like life. Like if, if, you know, if you're a person, gluten-free flowers, like almond, coconut, and even the, the ready gluten-free cup for cup mix is expensive. And yeah. you're a baker and you you like to make your own stuff. And so it's, yeah. yeah but for me, for me, it's, it's like, I, I try to think. And one of the things before I went and bought them myself, like I was like, <laughs> okay, what are some of the things that people ask is it's like, I have, um, like I'm a Lushy. I love the brand Lush. I love their shampoos and their shower stuff. And it is like, it is encouragement for me. Like I need, I know you guys would be like, you need encouragement to take a shower, but sometimes the mental and, and emotional and physical exhaustion, sometimes I just don't want to do anything. And it's like those moments where you get in those spirals that it's like taking a shower requires a lot of energy. But when I have that experience that I have, because I just had one this morning, which is why I knew like I needed the uplifting and the feeling of, of, of wellness. And that's what those products do for me. Now they're expensive. They're not, they're not cheap. I mean, I got travel size on probably everything I got and I still spent 70, $71 on it. It's expensive. So it's like, 
that was one of my wish lists um, because it helps keep me happy. It helps, it aids me in, in helping me take care of my body, but at least giving me something I look forward to. Um, well, and I just, I just listened to you do it. You yeah. were like, but it's expensive. Okay. So let people give you $25 in, in Lush gift cards because you yeah. love it. Yeah. And it, maybe $25 doesn't give you enough, but it'll give when you want to go make a $70 purchase and you're not spending $70, it feels great. Yeah. And just, but, but it's just, it's like knowing those things. Like my mother would always be like, what do you want? And I'm always like, get me a gift card, man. Because these are the things I don't do for myself because of the cost of it. Then it's like, it gives me the like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. Um, and, and, I mean, everything else, I've been really fortunate in that with working on websites and my side gigs and all the things that I've been able to kind of stabilize financially and that I don't feel the, the stress of those things. But, you know, it's, I'm trying to think of what else what I would ask for. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> I know. In a way, it's like, it's, in a way, it's part of that healing process, right? Like of being like, I'm not attached as much to this being love so i'm not really attached to needing stuff right yeah. like it's it, it it's a beautiful space but it's really hard when it comes to gift giving because you're like i don't need anything yeah and i mean and, and that's that's just it and i mean the only other thing that i think that i've been really having my eye on that i that i was like that i would suggest is like even just a partial monetary gift card to like there's a there's a girl that does massage here. I have my massage therapist that I use. It is amazing. But there's a girl here that's a massage therapist and she does neuro, she does stuff to help like people who are in chronic pain, the nerves don't know how to turn off. And even when there's no pain, like there's no inflammation, it'll still be painful. And she does this really cool trick where it helps let your body understand that you don't have to, the pain signal can be interrupted basically. And and it it was it was free, it was really trippy to experience, but it was awesome. And I adore her. And I like I would like to go back. But like the cost of it, like again, because I'm already receiving my monthly massage because I take in trade with my massage therapist, who is a hundred percent amazing, and I love her. But this other person with this technique, it's like wow, you know, I'd love to go back again at post surgery. Like I had surgery, like. So this is what we figure out, right? Like, right. yeah. Yeah. Those are the things is like, and I don't think, you know, before I used to be like, but I want you to figure it out. I want you to prove to me, you know me and love me. That's not really <laughs> helping people succeed. Because well, especially if I don't let you love, if I don't right. let you know me, then how the hell are you supposed to do that? <laughs> oh, my sweet Jesus. I don't know. But, <laughs> But, but do you see the dynamic here? And I think too, is that, you know, when we have expectation of what something will make us feel or be and, you know, and devaluing and, and realizing what the gifts mean, like, I understand, you know, when you're in relationships and stuff, you want people to show that they've taken effort, that they thought of you, that, they, that they've taken time to consider the gift, but when you're asking them to do something that is outside of their emotional capacity and, 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 and their level, like when people don't show that in everyday life throughout the year, you're expecting one day a year, one or two days a year that they do that is really unrealistic. And to be honest with you, it's going to set you and them up for failure and disappointment. And so when we can just 
understand what drives our feelings and our expectations around gifts. I think it'll help us to be more relaxed and not put so much importance on gifts because I do, I stress out, I just sent a birthday present to a friend, to a really dear friend who just needs a lot of love. And I, she, her conversation that she shared that she had with some people about her birthday and her gifts and whatever, I agonized for weeks for an entire month over it because I'm like, I don't want her to feel that way through the gift that I gave. And she didn't, but like it, it, it was stressful. It was yeah. really stressful. Yeah. But, but I mean, because I care about these people, I do that. But I also have, am aware of like, girl, just send a lot of love. Just send whatever you're sending with a lot of love and a lot of care and a lot of attention. And the fact that you're willing, you know, just understand that what you're putting forth may not be translated to what they're receiving, but you've put forth whatever you could for this moment. And what truly was in your heart that's all you can do it's 11 11 right now here on the west coast oh, yeah hi. but um you know we just we have to do our best and when people don't if people don't receive it and the kindness and the love that we've given it through we have to understand it's not so much about what we gave but it's about their conversation within themselves about their expectation and receiving and how they receive Yes, it's just, one of the best gifts that we can give to ourselves is indifference to yeah. somebody else's experience in the moment of just yeah. being like, like I, you know, it's, it's hard because it's a split, split second decision sometimes of whether or not we're supposed to continue to do something. Right. Yeah. But a lot of times, again, that space in between trigger and behavior, the bigger we can make it, the, the, the better for everybody. And if somebody is receiving a gift poorly that you've given, and you're triggered by it, it's so good to sit in that, right? Like, and to just be like, I don't have to do anything right now, but what can I do, right? Like, and some, I mean, as I'm saying this right now, I'm like, how easy is it, hopefully, to be able to access, like, I see that you don't really like that gift, what's going on? Like, I thought, I thought I, I thought I nailed it, but I guess maybe I didn't, you know, yeah. and being able to, like, actually have that be a conversation versus now I'm mad and you're mad and like you think I don't know you and I'm like oh you're ungrateful you know like <laughs> right like can I access that in that moment that'd be great like imagine that like but if not and it can't happen then you don't have to address anything in the moment and you yeah. can just let that person sit with whatever they've got to do and you address it later if you feel like it or let them come to you if you feel depends on your relationship with that person yep we can give and receive in grace and know that we don't always have to figure everything out in the moment when these moments happen, because chances are there's a lot of, there could be, not always, some trauma, some ideas, some hurt that is on either side of it. And that it's just, it's difficult for them to either give or receive. And, and if we just kind of let it go this year, I think, and begin to practice the idea of just receiving with grace and giving with grace with detachment even and then having conversations later in the year about it and allowing the moment to be what it was intended a moment of sharing love and sharing the idea of wanting to connect and share and celebrate that whatever that is just leave it at that and then talk about it when it's not there's not a charge around this the, the moment and please 
whatever you do, if you're receiving a gift you don't like, and you're one of those people that is very vocal about it, don't do it in front of everybody. Yeah. Try to be kind. That's not really nice. Yeah. I get it. You don't like it, but you don't need to like, that's some, that's some super psychopathic narcissistic behavior. And like, I've seen that. Like, I've seen some oh, control also. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, like, you wouldn't do that at work, would you? Then don't do it here with a bunch of friends. Exactly. Just allow yourself to receive and whatever that is. You don't know how many times I've received gifts. And then I always give gifts with the idea of please receive it with grace and kindness. But if it doesn't call to you and you feel like I'm going to regift it somewhere else, go for it. Now, if I don't specifically state, you know, I took a lot of time on this or I really worked hard at finding you the right gift, like, don't tell me you regifted it. Just don't tell me. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Like, I've been working. I've, I've had to work on that, too, of just being like, maybe I was indirectly giving a gift to somebody else. Yep. And it just passed through those hands because I didn't know how to get access to that other person. Yeah. My, my mother's gifts, they, that happens a lot. She, she, a lot she of her gifts gift other people without knowing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah. I'm like, you just gave to my friend Joanne. Like, yeah. But I, to me, that's great. To me, that's part of community and everything, honestly. But that's yeah. again, stuff that hopefully we can learn through yeah. these, these, these conversations of being able to be like let's let go of the importance and the gravity and all of this whatever and just see everything as exchanging and energy flowing through everybody yes yeah friends i hope that this journey and this like super um therapy -y type of like experience for both of us like <laughs> i hope you enjoyed witnessing that because <laughs> You know, right, like just live yeah. therapy sessions we do every week and everybody gets to watch us grow <laughs> yeah so but this is how we do it i mean this is the conversations we have together in our heads all in all the spaces that we have them so if we can't lead by example i don't know what else we can do but right. <laughs> we love you we hope that this year you do what's right for you and that's in your highest good but with kindness and love whether it's to yourself or others i i think like let's just give the gift of kindness i think that's insurance supply so if you're around in two days on friday we are having our facebook live on the facebook towards angels facebook page so please join us we're doing like seasonal check-in answering questions maybe do some readings if you want to check in with spirit you know that kind of stuff so please 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 join us we welcome you there and if you need help or are struggling through the season you know where to find us many different places we love you and just know that your time spent with us listening to the podcast, no matter when that is, is our gift from you. So we thank you and we are always appreciative of all your time and attention and we love you. If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. To more deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast, I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at vanessaperrycounselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further, 
through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.